0: no that's not it ah. there we go they didn't ask us was not recorded in front of a live studio audience and now here are your hosts jay crowder and john mueller so you watched the movies i did don't don't say anything yeah i, I got you uh, <laughs> we'll we'll pick that up here in a second we're doing today we're gonna do back to the future parts one and two no scratch that (laughs) we're gonna be doing back to the future parts two and three because they are so similar well not similar but they they go together yeah i mean they really are two sides of the same coin yeah we'll get into that here in a second But to start things off, welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us, longest intro ever. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was the intro.
1: I thought that was like a, hey, how you doing?
0: Well, we (laughs) might cut some of that out, but uh, yeah, I am your host, Jay, and with me as always is my co-host, Big Sexy.
1: I didn't know I was Tyler. Does he listen? If he doesn't, he needs to. He needs to, I know. (laughs)
0: Just because of that. Just gave him the best shout out he could ever receive. That is a mutual friend of ours. <laughs> he He's a good guy. Wasn't officially a roommate, but certainly felt like one. He was at our house. This was in college. He was at our house all the time. There were times where I would get back from class and walk in the door. Nobody else would be there, but he would be there. How did How did you get in? Where did you come from?
1: I wouldn't be at all surprised if Robert or somebody had given him a key.
0: Yeah, I I really think he did have a key cuz usually he was playing um NCAA or Madden, the go-to games. Living the life. Oh yeah, failing classes. Well, I mean, it's college. Didn't we all? I know I failed at least one. I think two. Anyway, moving, moving on. on from that. I you know, <laughs> I literally still have nightmares to this day. I signed up for a class one time. And it was one of those that I didn't want to take, but I had to anyway. And four or five weeks went by, and I got an email from a professor that said, Are you ever going to be coming to class? I had completely forgotten that I had signed up for this class, it completely skipped my mind. And so, oh, no. <laughs> So I, I emailed him back and I said, I am so sorry. I said, I have been, I made up a whole bunch of excuses, but I'm so sorry. Yes, I will be there next week. And he goes, okay, good, because you're getting to the point where you're not going to be able to make up some of this stuff. And I was like, okay, okay. So I still will wake up sometimes with anxiety. Is there something I should have been doing that I forgot to do? (laughs) Yeah, no, I I, I still get, not on that scale, especially at work. Sometimes I just, is there something that
1: I don't know that I'm not doing? Yeah. It's one of my least
0: favorite feelings. Oh man, it's terrible. But yeah, so anyway, I hope everybody has had a pretty good summer so far. It's been uh, a little slow just because none of our movies have been coming out that we've been wanting or, or looking forward to. Recently, Artemis Fowl, came out on disney plus i thought that maybe we might review that for our bonus episode but at the same time i'm not really sure i read that it got some pretty terrible reviews
1: i rem- so i remember reading those books when i was a kid and i was thinking about it last night my timeline for the things that happened when i was a kid is really approximate so this could have been a fourth or fifth grade book or this could have been an eighth grade book and those are very different stages of reading comprehension right right and i remember really enjoying them but at the same time i remember moving on from them right and that's a really weird niche to try to make a movie out of if me as a little kid these were okay but I'm moving on to better books now there's not a whole lot of market for creating a feature film out of that in my opinion
0: well especially considering that they waited so long to make that book into a movie that kind of makes you wonder okay maybe this wasn't the best source material to pull from possibly
1: The, the counter argument for that in my opinion is you would want it to be done right as opposed to being done fast. So right. there is there is a balance to have there with this book came out yesterday, we need to make it a movie now versus we need to find someone who cares about it and isn't going to just dump all over it. The thing that jumps into my head is the Witcher Netflix series. Henry Cavill mm. loves the Witcher. And if they had just thrown that together six, eight years ago, they might have just grabbed well, who, was a, who was a popular musclehead eight years ago, Channing Tatum.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: And it would have bombed and it would have been terrible. But as it is, it's pretty enjoyable. It's there there's a balance to have there. I think it probably would have done decent in theaters cuz it's I, Disney
0: and it's PG, but I, I think a good example of a movie that maybe jumped on the movie train too quickly was probably Hunger Games cuz that was a book that came out and then within I want to say maybe a year they started making the movies. Yes and no. I think
1: Hunger the the initial Hunger Games movie was decent, right?
0: Yeah, the the first one was good. The but second one was not bad either. That's
1: where it started going downhill was they were, like, hey, you know, we got to crank these out. We have right. to use these to make money, not we have to use these to make quality entertainment. It's the same thing that happened with uh, the Maze Runner, another oh, right. yeah. y- YA book. The first one came out and it was it was decent. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed it actually. And then the second one came out, and I'm I don't know if anyone saw it. And the guy almost died either filming the second one or the third one. So wow. that series is just xed. Yeah. No, it,
0: another series. Just while we're kind of going through this, another series that I wish had taken off and would have been really good, but the problem was is that it came out around the same time as Harry Potter. Are you about to say Percy Jackson? I think Jackson? a lot of people. What's that? Are you about to say Percy Jackson? No. I think a lot of people kind of saw it as a little bit of the same kind of thing, so it didn't take off, was Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, the movies. Those
1: books are really old, Jay.
0: (laughs) No, 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 not the book, the movie. Yeah, no, the book, by the way, if you haven't read the books, I highly recommend them. They're very good. The movies, the movie came out, uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I think it was just within a few, maybe a year or two from sorcerer's stone
1: Mm, i don't i don't know i'm gonna look it up because i'm curious
0: i might be lying about that i don't know it definitely definitely came out similarly but um back to the future part two came out in 1987 and i was completely wrong about that
1: (laughs) okay so sorcerer's stone was 2001 why is my key my, my keyboard does this from time to time when it just stops working it lags a little bit no there's just no input Lion, Witch, and Order was 2005.
0: So within four years of each other. Yeah,
1: but definitely coming out while Harry Potter was coming out. Also, this is just an aside with, with the Narnia movies. The guy who played Prince Caspian, is still he still shows up in random stuff today. Yeah, he was in and he's uh, a villain. Punisher. Yeah, he's the villain yeah. of Punisher, and he's the villain of, the se- of uh, season one of Westworld. Oh, really? I don't know if he's the villain, but he is an antagonist. Well, he's a pretty, he's
0: a good actor. He yeah. did a good job in that movie. But it was,
1: it was the most frustrating thing. Cause I was, I know this guy, but I don't <laughs> know from what. And I looked him up. And I was are you kidding me?
0: He was Prince Caspian. <laughs> yeah. But that's a series I wish that had taken off more. I think if they were ever going to think about rebooting it, I think now would be a really good time because you're, you're done with the Harry Potters. And then even the new series that they have out is not doing very well. I think now would be a good time. I
1: don't just because the gravitation of, so it came out in 2005 and that's really geared at our age and younger. So the people who are now late twenties and the people who are now late twenties don't necessarily have the desire to see a PG or PG 13 movie unless they have, you know, kids or they want to watch it with their family or, you know, that type of thing. People have more gravitated towards not necessarily Game of Thrones, but edgier
0: content in my opinion. So do you think maybe here in the next five years? Because then our generation will be having kids and that kind of thing. So they they might be more... Open to it?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but I also think, and I mean, this, this kind of hurts me a little bit, but politically, I'm not sure it's a place where that message would be super well received. That's true. And, I mean, that's yeah. something you have to consider when you think of, you know, is this movie going to make us money? It sucks, but that's, I mean, that's something that we would have to be considered.
0: It would also do really good as a series.
1: That's definitely true. But you would just have to have to find a studio or a streaming service willing to back it, mm-hmm. even when there is backlash. Because something like this, in this climate, there will be backlash.
0: 100%. So, I mean, I don't...
1: On a brighter news, do we want to jump straight into the news? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to be a downer. I'm I apologize.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Well, before we jump into the news, because we haven't been able to go see everything that we've been wanting to see, what have you been doing to kind of fill your time and, and I'll tell you what I've been doing. So I tell the been, listeners what we've been doing.
1: At the at the end of the episodes recently we've been plugging our, our personal socials and stuff. And I've been plugging my Twitch. So, I've been streaming on Twitch. I currently am streaming four different games. Oh, wow. I'm doing Sunday nights, I do The Witcher 3, which is a really, really long game. It's theoretically possible I might not finish it between the base game and all of its expansions. It's a long game. And then Monday, I have started doing uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is oh, good. Are you, intensely so are you... frustrating. There are so many things I hate about this game, and it's compounded by the fact that I want to like it so bad. And I can get I can get into some of my complaints with it later, but it's an eight month old game. No one wants to hear me complain about it. <laughs> Tuesdays I've been doing Borderlands, and that is a series I wish that I had given more time to when it was new because it's yeah, so fun. Yeah, which one are you playing?
0: Two, two. Yeah, actually, fun story. I used to play Robert, one of my roommates. I used to play, we would do the co-op campaign together. Oh my gosh. I love co-op campaign games. It was so much fun.
1: (laughs) I love co-op campaign games so much. And then Call of Duty. Call of Duty, yeah. yeah. it's, It's a classic for me. Season four just dropped and I'm having a lot of fun with it again.
0: Well, so I've been filling my time with, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Origins. I'm still loving that game so much. It's such a beautiful, well done game. My only complaint about it is that there is way too much loot. There's so much stuff. You'll pick up a really awesome shield and sword, and you're like, all right, I'm set. And then five minutes later, you'll pick up another one that's even better. You're like, okay, well, that didn't last long. Yeah. (laughs) And then I I started playing Battlefront Two, Star Wars Battlefront Two. It's okay. It seems kind of, you know, I've been playing the story mode with that, and it's just been kind of... Meh. Yeah, that's not too great. But then as far as shows, we actually just finished uh, Hunters on Amazon Prime with uh, Al Pacino. They're Nazi hunters mm-hmm. in 1977. First off, kids do not watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> the children do not need to be watching this show. But it's it's kind of that, oh, what's, what's the guy's name that did like um, Hateful Eight? Tarantino. It's, it's a very Tarantino-style show, and I really, really liked it up until the... There's a huge twist in the last episode, and it really bothered me a lot. Now, I am going to keep watching it because the whole rest of the season was amazing. But, so I'm going to... They set up for a, a second season, so... Has it uh, been... <clears throat> sorry. Has it been confirmed, or is it still rumored? I don't think there's been any confirmation for that. It's just I don't think so anyway. But there there definitely should be. I mean, it was it was good enough to make a second season, but they just don't need to do the, the twist at the, the end which just kind of dumb.
1: See, even then knowing there's a twist is really interesting to me cause Oh, it's a
0: huge twist too. you get to it and what? That's pretty fun. But at the same time you're like, why? <laughs> That's not as fun.
1: That's a terrible twist.
0: When you're (laughs) watching it, you're you're just like, what's even going on here? This is a very unnecessary twist. Yeah. (laughs) They just wanted the shock value, but didn't really think it through. That's what it feels like anyway. I believe it. But anyway, moving on into the news. First up, I know you probably already know this, John, but Spider-Man, Miles Morales was revealed by sony but it's now been confirmed that the upcoming playstation 5 title isn't a true sequel and what we actually saw is just going to be an expansion effectively it's a
1: it's a remaster and an expansion yeah which i mean i'm excited for because in 2020 the fact that console exclusives still exist is awesome (laughs) i know that's a very unpopular opinion because i'm sure like you being on xbox you would love to play spider-man oh yeah but i would love to play halo and i mean i can because i have a pc but if i was just on playstation i'd be like well i'm never gonna play halo again right and yeah the whole ps5 event i wish i had been able to watch it because it went on when i was at work but i I tried to keep up with it as well as i could and aside from the the memes about how the ps5 looks (laughs) yes i think that have it been has been fantastic gone very oh my gosh so <laughs> the way it looks it looks kind of you put a ps2 in a white three ring binder right for the people who yep. haven't seen it yet and so it's got these spires at the top of it and jay and i live in middle tennessee in and around nashville area and nashville has this building we affectionately call the batman building yes and someone on Reddit photoshopped the PS5 in there as the Batman building. <laughs> it looked so funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. But yeah, it looks... The future of gaming is here. I'm excited. Because, I mean, I'm not going to... As,
1: as a rule, I don't get anything on launch. Just because, you know, Red Ring of Death and all of what happened with the 360s and like all that oh, yeah. crap. But, so I have, I have pulled up here to, to my left all the games that were confirmed at this, and I'm just going to hit the high points. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Gran Turismo 7, which with a new graphics engine in a in a new console should look incredible. Godfall, which I think they said, yeah, so this is a hack and slash destiny or Borderlands with swords, and that has my attention. Hmm. Uh, a new Horizon Zero Dawn game, a game that looks graphically very good, but I have zero desire to play it. Oddworld is going back to a franchise that I never touched. Resident Evil 8 which I feel like will be terrifying. Hmm. Demon Souls which I feel like is very Dark, dark Souls esque. I don't know. I haven't played any of them.
0: Do you think that the Resident Evil 8, do you think that will have a lot of VR type of stuff?
1: I think it can. It'll depend on what GPU they put in the consoles because I, mean,
0: I know PlayStation has been doing that a lot more.
1: I don't know. I, I kind
0: of hope not because, I mean,
1: well, I don't know why I would say I hope not. I wouldn't do it anyway. So, <laughs> I'm I'm a very skittish person. So, even watching people play, like, Resident Evil or Dead Space or these games designed to be frightening, even right. that freaks me out a little bit. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll watch people play through RE8. I probably won't touch it personally. This kind of frustrates me. It's a... What is it? What is the actual word? GTA 5 Enhanced? When when did this game actually come out? In 2014 or something?
0: Like, yeah, it had to have been at least, like, what, 2016 maybe? Yeah.
1: Just give us GTA 6 already.
0: They're bringing Ratchet
1: and Clank back, Jay. Oh, really? Yes. I'm very huh. excited because I remember I remember playing these games when I was a kid. And when you're a kid, they're great little cartoony adventure games and
0: all of that stuff. They should do another Spyro. Um,
1: they just did the remaster I think, so it's probably in discussions. I can't say it's in the works or not, but it's being discussed, I would imagine. Let's see. Uh 2K21. I mean, those come out every year. It's just being, you know, designed for 4K. It'll look incredible. Hitman 3 I think will be really fun. I'm really bad at Hitman games because they require stealth and I have zero stealth. <laughs>
0: See, I love the stealth.
1: I'm so bad at stealth. Oh, they might bring Control to... That was one of the more revolutionary games of 2019, but I don't know a lot about it. I just remember it has a very, very high reputation. Destiny 2 is going to be jumping to the next generation of consoles, and I think Bungie has confirmed PS5 can play with PS4, Series X can play with Xbox One, and then 2021, the plan is cross-platform amongst... PlayStation could play with Xbox and PC, that type of thing. Awesome. So generational crossplay first is a really, really cool concept to me because it hasn't yeah. it hasn't been done before, right. to my knowledge at least, and definitely not with a with a triple game like Destiny. I mean, Valhalla, obviously. Really, they're gonna keep Siege. There's a Gollum game in development. Yeah, what I saw that. Tells Gollum's story from a perspective never seen before what is this going to be yep. like an rpg where Gollum is the hero because that would be i don't be... know and then it's, it's are you weird. just going to be
0: crawling around on the ground and eating raw fish
1: that's going to be weird
0: I, I i would definitely watch people
1: play it before i would buy it myself but i mean that's just kind of a reflection of me as a gamer at this point so there's this new game i don't know if it's confirmed that it will be ps5 or not It's a, I think it's a Sony exclusive called Ghost of Tsushima. You're like a, it's a, it's the way it was explained to me is it's like the Witcher games, but you're a rogue samurai in feudal Japan. So that sounds amazing.
0: That could be a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: So I'm hoping to give it a go
0: sometime this year.
1: Again, probably not at launch because I try not to buy $60 games anymore, but.
0: Definitely going to wait a solid year before buying a new console. Not this Christmas, but Christmas twenty twenty one. Yeah. Plus they'll probably have some big sale or something. Yeah, or, uh, well, one year would be too
1: quick to do a redesign, but one thing that Sony so they they confirmed two different models of the console. There's a a, a a discless an all digital version. Right. And one with a disc drive, obviously. And, I mean, Xbox One did this a couple of years ago, and I don't remember mm-hmm. it being this divisive then. I thought it was I mean, just it a would... you get what you pay for. So if you want a cheaper one, get the all digital.
0: Yeah. It's... I mean, I don't really see. I mean, have they released the price? I wouldn't. For... I don't think
1: so. But, I mean, personally, I've talked to some of my friends about this, and I expect PS5 to be at least $500 on launch.
0: Yeah, I would. I would I might even say 600
1: just cuz again I mean kind of like I talked about earlier depends on what internals they put on mm. they put in mm-hmm. it. it's a really weird perspective to have now having built a computer you definitely realize where the money goes right inside of, of stuff like that so I don't I don't know huh. but I mean obviously diskless will be cheaper I would assume 50 to 100 cuz it would probably well actually it might, it might be the same price because I would balance no disk drive with an increased hard drive. That would be, would that would be my thought because you're going to need a bigger hard drive because you have no disk storage.
0: Well, speaking of video games, did you see that EA is still trying to crank out them Star Wars games and going to do something called Star Wars Squadron? I'm really excited for the reveal. So the reveal will be the same day this episode comes
1: out. So if you listen to this episode... When it drops, then we won't know anything about it. But as time goes on, we'll know more. It was, so I was reading about it a little bit last night. It got leaked by a PlayStation. Well, it was a PlayStation leak a couple of months ago. Oh. But it was much, much less. And then it was leaked by, I think it was actually Xbox.
0: Yeah, because Xbox, it's almost like they didn't get the memo that they weren't releasing it at the time that they originally were. And so the advertisement came up on the Microsoft store or whatever. And, uh, and I mean, when you click on it, it says pre-order, but when you click on it, it just goes to a blank yeah, page. the link is dead. But it's still there, so it's official that it's coming out. Now, what's it about? Who knows? I'm... I mean, a Squadron, I would assume it's a purely
1: aerial combat yeah an ace combat style that would be that would be my thought but I would also hope there would be some type of campaign aspect to it how the the Xbox and PS2 Battlefronts had some campaign right because the first PS4 Battlefront had no campaign it was exclusively multiplayer kind of like Titanfall and then the second one of that generation did have campaign but it was still kind of (laughs) eh. (laughs) <laughs> so, again, I mean, I'm a campaign person. That's, that's what too. I stream. It's what I play. <clears throat> so that's what I hope that this game has. Obviously, multiplayer is going to be a focus because it's a Star Wars game in 2020. Come on. There's going to be yeah. multiplayer. Right. I would almost wonder if it could be almost like an RTS, a, real, oh, yeah? a real-time strategy instead of a open, not open world necessarily, but like a, not like a battlefront.
0: You know what I've always thought would be cool after seeing you know, I honestly can't remember the name of it, but it was a it's a pretty recent game where you just explore space. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. It would be cool if they did a no man's sky but a Star Wars version of that.
1: That would that would be really interesting, but I feel like again, there would have to be some type of linear progression. Not A to B levels. But things to accomplish, because right. I feel No Man's Sky could get really boring if there's nothing to do.
0: Right, which is how it was at the beginning. It was they, literally just a. I think that explore.
1: It's, it's supposed to have rebounded fairly well,
0: though. It has, yeah, because they released like a second version of it that has come out now, an updated version, and it's now, from what I've heard, it's much more entertaining than it was before, uh, because there's actually, you know. Kind of like what you said. There's an actual mission.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hey,
0: do this. Do this thing. You know. And you can choose. You can fight. You can build. You can explore. You know. You can have. There's all these different options now. That's a game. I'm still. I've still considered maybe trying to explore that just to see what it's like. But yeah. So that's that squadron is coming out soon. Star Wars Squadron should be pretty good. I think. But at the same time, EA has definitely been kind of hit or miss with their games, which, of course, you you mentioned you didn't like, or you've been frustrated with uh, Fallen Order. So, Um, it's just really, really nitpicky stuff in it, though.
1: Like, the the respawn system, how you have to spawn back at a save point, is infuriating. (laughs) Because you could be 10, 15... 20 minutes away from a save point and then you just get one shot because you ran out of stims and there's no health regen at least not where I am in the game yet does it come later? No. Dang it! This is such (laughs) a frustrating game but it's, I don't know I did get the double blade really early which for sure helps Yes, it it definitely helps but there is, I don't know the progression of getting wall run, double jump push, pull, all of that stuff. It seems very delayed. Know, yeah. Knowing it's a respawn game and knowing how good they are at wall running, I was like, wall running's going to be in this game eventually. I don't know when I'm going to get it, but... And then I and I, I
0: got it pretty early. I was, I mean, yeah, it's respawn. It was always going to be in here. It's, uh, from what I've been... I've never played the Dark Souls games, but from what I've been told, it's a lot like Dark Souls. Yeah. And they were famous for their... You know, you build a campfire, and that was your save point. So it's that same idea. Yeah. But it just it take for me it took some getting used to because it's not. I mean, it's not just a a walk in the park. I mean, it it's it's got some difficulty to it. Yeah. You so. you bring up Dark Souls, and I feel like that's
1: one of the things that was most eye opening for me because, like I said earlier, I've never played a Dark Souls game but uh, a friend of mine who is also on Twitch is also streaming Fallen Order right now, and he's the one. He he hopped into my chat, and he was like, yeah, this is a lot more like Dark Souls, and I responded to him. I was was expecting more like Force Unleashed. So even going into the game, I had that kind of flawed expectation. Mm -hmm. And if I had gone into it expecting it to be Dark Souls... It's a completely different mindset, because Dark Souls, you go into it knowing, oh, I'm going to die a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Even high-level or high-skill Dark Souls players, I don't think there's ever been a Deathless run in Dark Souls. I'll have to look that up later, but I would be kind of shocked. pretty
0: sure there has. I remember seeing a video at one time. I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and go to the next bit of news. Tenet by uh, Christopher Nolan is still planning on a theatrical release uh, with only a two week delay. So originally it was going to come out July, I want to say 17th, but it's now going to be coming out at the end of July. Mm -hmm. So not going to be much of a delay there. I'm so glad that he's decided to go ahead and release it in theaters. I think that that's a wonderful idea. I think a lot, I know our theater here in town it actually just opened back up and is showing older movies. Which is pretty cool. I mean none of them are any that I would want to go see. But ours is showing the Muppet movie right now and I really want to go Oh, see I love that, the see, Muppet movie. Be, I would go see that one. <laughs> I love the Muppet
1: movie so much. Yeah. In a so in twenty nineteen someone did it. I don't know if this has the actual date on the post or not, but someone it took two weeks of attempts, trial and error and many deaths. So, I guess he would just have to reset. That's, wow. But, that's, I would hate myself if I was trying
0: to do a deathless run. Ugh. Yep. Ugh. He obviously has a lot of time on his hands. Yeah. So, it's been done, but. And then last on the news is The Witcher Season 2 is set to resume production in August. The only reason I put that down was because I love that show. So, I'm really glad that they're going to continue with production here soon. Because I want to see what happens.
1: Yeah, I, I still haven't finished it. I've watched one more episode. I think I'm on episode 6 or 7. But it's really weird balancing watching the show with playing the game. Because they're the same, but different. I think the sh- the show is supposed to be more like the books. That's what I've been The told. games are more an extension of the universe.
0: Well, it's definitely... Uh... I thought it was a good series. It it was confusing how it jumped around so much, but once you figured it out, it was like, okay. This is making a lot more sense. But I hate how it just ended. Like you really didn't get a solution at all. I um, I hate
1: that when when stuff just stops when it yeah. when it doesn't truly end. The first the first movie I remember that did that that really ticked me off was a uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Oh yes, because Fellowship of the Ring. I mean, obviously it's the first of a trilogy. So it's not going to end well, but it just, the movie just
0: stops. Well, in the book, you know, I don't know how much you know about Tolkien and and the Lord of the Rings, but originally he, I mean, he wrote all three books was just one book. He wrote it all together, but they released it in parts because it was so long. So that's why it does feel like it just kind of ends is because really you're supposed to keep going. So, so, go. so extended
1: edition marathon when, uh,
0: <laughs> oh, gosh, oh my goodness. Talk about a chore.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Now, that's a series that they've keep talking about, but I don't know when it's actually going to happen. The
1: Amazon one. Yeah. I mean, at this point I would imagine everything's up in the air. Because even with it having been confirmed, and I think all might have been scheduled, I mean, who knows what, what the landscape is going to look like once all the dust settles.
0: Did you see... <gasps> that, I, this this is news. Did you see that... They I forgot who it was that reported it, but they said that going forward, Hollywood is recommending that these studios, they for their scenes of close intimacy be either cut or cgi going forward because of this virus did you see that i did not but that's hilarious <laughs> i was like so any anytime that they are kissing <gasps> or uh doing other things that is
1: could you imagine being a cgi designer right now being like, oh, no, you're I, like got, well, I got into this industry because I wanted to make the next Avengers. And they're like, nope, that's not what I signed up for.
0: I don't want to do that. <laughs> no. So anyway, that's that's oh a thing. Gosh. I'm not sure how serious. I, I don't know. <gasps> it It's getting so political out there. It's scary. It's so, so wild. Anyway, main event?
1: Main event. I, I'm in. Let's do it.
0: All right. So welcome back to... Uh, parts two and three of back to the future we decided to do this because John well I gotta come up with a nickname for you <laughs> um. he so they he had never seen it John had never seen it so we've got to get his opinions since this was his first time and see what he thought about it I have always loved back to the future funny enough I actually don't like the second one as much as I like the third one I know that's a very unpopular opinion that I have, but when I usually say that, people are like, really? And I think it's because I really enjoy westerns, so I like the western theme of part three. But, let me do... should I summarize both of them? I probably would, just go back to back. Alright, I typed it up, so I don't mess up. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... Back to the future. Shortly after returning home from 1955 and experiencing some serious changes to what he thought was reality, Marty and his girlfriend Jennifer are quickly picked up by Doc Brown and they fly away in a time machine made from a DeLorean to October 21st, 2015 to save Marty's children. After visiting 2015, Marty McFly must repeat his visit to 1955 to prevent disastrous changes to 1985 without interfering with his previous trip you think that was a good summary yeah I think I think that's <laughs> it's a very good
1: almost a teaser summary because you're not really giving anything away in terms of the major plot points right but you're also building the suspense
0: so I wanted to do it this way so that if you don't want spoilers this is just a brief summary. Now, of course, my summary for Part 3 will kind of spoil things that happen in Part 2. But directly after the events of Part 2, Marty is stranded in 1955 and learns that Doc has been living for a few months in the Old West of 1885. Marty McFly learns about the death of Doc Brown in 1885 and decides to travel back in time to save him, even though Doc has made it clear that he would like to live out his days in the Old West. Upon arriving in 1885, and no fuel readily available for the DeLorean, the two must figure out how to escape the Old West before Emmett Brown is murdered. There you go, kids. That is the <laughs> That's our review. Have a for... good day. <laughs> <laughs> Parts two and three. The, funny enough, the reason why, another reason why I thought it would be good to go ahead and do them both together is originally they were supposed to be one movie. So when the script was originally written, so, okay, let me back up a little bit. So Bob Zemeckis, he said that originally he did not want to make a sequel. He actually ended the first movie to where, yes, there could be a continuation, but he really had no plans to continue. But the studio was, this was really good and really popular. We really want you to come back and make another one. And so he said okay. So he actually wrote a second movie called Paradox. And in the Paradox are actually what happens in Part 2 and Part 3.
1: Was it spelled P oh, be... A R A D O C S? Was there was there a pair of docs? Cuz that would have been <laughs> wonderful. That would have been awesome.
0: No, it was D O X. But the studio said this is too long, so they said you got to split it up into two movies. So that's why the end of the second movie, there is such a huge cliffhanger. You were just talking about how you hate how stuff just ends. Well, talk about a movie where something just ends. Uh, that's exactly what happens. Is it just is nope. This is it, and so the the next part actually follows up right after those events. So. They were actually filmed together.
1: That makes sense, because one of my favorite things about part two is how it ends with a teaser for three. At least watching it on Netflix, that's how it did. So it was almost like the movie ended with a trailer for part three. Yeah. So in terms of did it end or did it just stop? It stopped, but then it almost started again before it ended. So
0: I actually to let you know this is going to continue. Yeah.
1: So I actually, I actually really enjoyed that because from a from a transition standpoint of movie to movie, that's one of the better ones that I can think of, because like you said, it was written to be one movie, and they were filmed back to back, so they had all of the footage already. So I yeah, it was all there. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that specific aspect of it, but I think I'm with you that I enjoyed three more than I enjoyed two. Really? Two
0: is really cringe. Okay. It's a lot of cringe. So, so let's talk, let's get more into detail. So, well, I guess just real quick, just for those that are not wanting spoilers. Part two came out November 22nd, 1989. And part three came out May 25th, 1990. So pretty much back to back. Yep. And then, of course, the actors and actresses... Or I guess they actually like to just use... I'll just say actors. The actors in the movie are pretty much the same, except for... The dad. The dad leaves, and then also Jennifer is replaced with Elizabeth Shue. So if you don't want spoilers, paw, skip now. Or go watch the movie and come back. See, that's what I really want you to do. I mean, it is (laughs) a good movie. Uh, I mean, it's worth watching. Especially if, if you enjoyed the first one, you're going to enjoy the next two, I would I would say. I mean,
1: you'll appreciate the next two. I don't know that I would go so far as to say enjoy. Okay, two, there you go. In my, in my opinion, because we've, we've talked about this in the past, about how I can't do cringe stuff. A lot of humor in the office or Parks and Rec just makes me physically uncomfortable. <laughs> and that same situation happened a lot in part two. When I was just like, oh, why is it? Oh, why? And so, for me, Part 2 is effectively just a vehicle to get to Part 3. That's a good way of
0: looking at it, I think.
1: And I don't know, I don't think I have the same necessarily appreciation for Westerns that you do, so that's not really why I like it better, but I I just didn't really like the narrative of Part 2. Because I think the... It's it's lazy story writing how every time they need something to happen, they go, what is it, Marty? Are you chicken? It's lazy. It happens eight times in three movies.
0: So I like that you brought that up because the, the second movie is the, the part two and part three is when they bring up the chicken, you know, and says, you know, suddenly Marty's got this sensitivity to somebody calling him a name when that really didn't show up at all in the first one and so that to me i didn't i never liked in either of them always thought that that was something that shouldn't have been added but it's but but it's addressed in the
1: third movie they kind of dance around it in the second one because of all the the bad situations that gets him in but in the third one, his old, old ancestors, hey, listen, deal with it. Don't let that yeah. define your life. And then, I mean, obviously it changes his entire future. Yeah. So the third one is better almost solely because of that one conversation. Because I, have, I've done, I, I didn't enjoy the second movie because, oh, what is it, McFly? Are you chicken? And then he would just automatically do what he wanted them to do.
0: Yeah, I hated I hated that. So Marty and Jennifer end up going to the future. Of course, Jennifer, <laughs> poor Jennifer, she she goes to the future, but it was almost like they went. Oh wait a second, she doesn't really need to be here, and so they knock her out and stuff her away in the car. No, or no, on top of a trash They'd can Stuff or her something. away
1: in an alley.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a safe which place. is questionable <laughs> at best. <laughs> and i i did like the depiction of the future i think that's why the the part two always had such a draw is because people are like, oh yeah what if the future really is like this that, that's uh, so disappointing be- because it was it was pretty believable you know yeah these are things that could actually happen
1: and it now being five years past where back to the future part two took place it's so disappointing Because it's, man, that's what they thought 2015 was going to be, and they were wrong. (laughs) I will say, uh... I will say one thing I had a much greater appreciation for after watching part two is the Tesla truck. Yes. Because that's what cars looked like in Back to the Future part two was the Tesla truck. So I thought, I thought that was very funny.
0: Yeah, it was uh, very interesting. Of course, you know, for a while, you know, everybody kept asking, how do you make the hoverboards? And... You know, there was a rumor that went around for a long time that Mattel had actually created a hoverboard specifically for that movie. And people believed it for a very long for time. Real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And people were totally expecting this to happen, you know. But it was pretty cool. The I like the style of the future. You know, Doc has that tie that's transparent. You know, and you can see through it. And the crazy jacket that kind of thing. Or uh, Uh, or
1: future Marty had the two ties.
0: Yeah. I don't even like wearing one tie. Come on now. Let's not do that. Forget two ties. (laughs) And, you know, but you know, they did have things, the instant messaging that went through, you know, at the house where every room had a fax machine, you know, and then there was actually video calling, video conferencing that was happening I always love the hydrator scene scene, where she puts the pizza. I wish that was real. And it's little bitty, and then she
1: pulls it out, and it's full. It it went from a bagel bite to an extra large pizza. Yeah, it's pretty cool. If I could have one thing from that movie, it would probably be that. Because, I mean, yeah, a flying car would be great, but insurance would be through the roof.
0: Yeah, or i would be scared to death the whole time. Or the
1: door with no handles. Who wants that? Right? I know. It's the hydrator. That's what I
0: want. (laughs) Because I like food. I like the way the house welcomed everybody when they walked in. Welcome home, Jennifer. (laughs) But yeah, it was... uh... So the second part, also, you have the... You know, Biff ends up getting a hold of the almanac. And that's what changes the future so much. And then he gets back to to 1985. And Biff is basically Trump. And has a casino. Ouch. And all this other stuff going on. He's got a museum for himself. The town is just crazy, you know, is completely corrupted. This is this is a really unfair
1: comparison to make because I've never actually been there. But it reminded me of a stereotype of Detroit.
0: Yeah, I could see that. And
1: I need to I need to specify that I've never been there. And I imagine it's a very poor comparison. But that's just kind of the. The vibe that I got.
0: People talk about how bad it is and so that's kind of the where your imagination goes. Yeah and I mean it's an
1: unfair comparison and for that I mean I apologize to Detroit except for the Red Wings fans y'all can enjoy your rebuild is how I will phrase that. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Oh man. Well it's a yeah it's just a very corrupt place but you know, one thing that always bothered me about, because the way I view time travel is, and the way that they say time travel works, is they, you know, you you go back to the past. So what, you know, uh, Doc actually draws it out and does a really good job, but he said, so here we are, we went back to 1955, Biff got the, or no, we went to 2015, got the almanac. Older Biff found the time machine, went back to 1955, gave it to younger Biff, and then he went back to 2015. But younger Biff then bet, made all this money, and so in 1985, it's a completely different reality. And it's an alternate timeline. But the thing that I don't understand, and it's always bothered me, and I think this is another reason why I don't like the second one, is if it had created a new timeline... Then them going back to nineteen eighty-five, there they they themselves would have been there in nineteen eighty five. There would have been another version of themselves. There was. They just weren't there. Right. So when Marty gets to Biff's hotel, he's like,
1: oh, did you how did you get here? You're supposed to be in Switzerland. Oh, so okay. he was at a boarding school, and I think Doc got committed somewhere right. between fifty five and eighty five. So, so that's that's, that's, that's how they, they address there. them not walking around. They didn't run ah, into gotcha. to alternate versions of themselves. And I feel like they handled that. It was very clean, but it was very subtle.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So I see that completely went over my head. I didn't even realize that. I, I guess I always imagine that when they got back to that time they would have turned into those versions of themselves, I guess, or something like that.
1: I have I have no idea. I just know I think this is something that I might have talked about when we when we talked about the first movie. After the first movie, I felt a little bit bad for Biff because Biff in the original timeline is doing all right for himself, you know? I mean, he's still he hasn't changed from the person he was in high school, but materially he's doing well, and then Marty goes back in time and just really royally messes everything up for Biff. And then goes back, and he's a, a peon, basically. So part of me felt bad for him, but not really, because he was the villain. And then part two, I was like, you deserve whatever you get. He's just scummy. And I realized that's how the character is written, and it's portrayed very well, I would say. That character is very consistent across all three movies, and that is impressive to me. Because mm-hmm. it's not the same character,
0: but it's the same character, you know? Right yeah and uh, so so we have you know this alternate timeline they end up being able to fix it you know you find out that marty's dad is dead that biff had killed him so it's a very messed up world and uh they've got to fix it so what do they do they go back to 1955 we get to see some of the events that took place but from a different point of view from the first movie which was fun it was very, right. it was,
1: and I know, I know this movie, the movie I'm about to reference came out much after Back to the Future, but I saw it first. So that was my, that was my correlation. It was very Prisoner of Azkaban.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: When you go back in time to the same place you were and you see yourself doing these other things. Right. Those situations are always cool.
0: And I feel, I feel Back to the Future handled it very, very well. I think so too. They did, uh. I like the way that they do time travel in this movie because the one of the things that somebody has brought up to me before is, you know, time travel in a lot of movies, they do time travel, but then they also... They don't just time travel. They also travel through space because they might time travel, but then they end up in a completely different part of the world. Whereas this one, with Back to the Future, when they time travel... They literally do only time travel. So yeah, they they disappear from this time, but when they reappear in the other time, they're still in the same location. I mean, yes and
1: no. And I don't mean to split hairs, but I'm gonna split hairs. They're the same location on the planet, but the planet might not necessarily be the same location in space. That's true. So, I mean, if we're going real in-depth here... <laughs> <laughs> you just, let me just you push just, up my glasses I was to he just pushed his imaginary glasses back up well actually uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rotation yeah. of the earth and it's travel around the sun uh...
0: <laughs> you're right you are oh, right man. the yeah it's i really I, I love and really you know i mean i think for most people this is kind of the movie that got them into time travel You know, time travel's always been very fascinating to me. I've always really enjoyed it. Because it is completely, well, not completely theoretical, but for the most part it's theoretical. And, you know, but they keep making advances and thinking, well, it might actually be possible. No. And so... that's, That's a universally bad idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. You would never want to actually do it because the consequences could be super severe. Yeah. Because you don't, you have no idea how it's actually going to change anything.
1: The the butterfly effect, so to speak. Right. A movie that I did not see, but I feel it like warns against the dangers of time travel.
0: Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. But yeah, so they end up fixing everything the way that it should be. You know, they they burn the almanac. Biff isn't able to do the betting that he was originally going to do, and uh, but the only thing that happens is. The lightning storm that that was going on during that time, Doc gets hit by the lightning in the Deolo- in the DeLorean, and gets sent back 100 years to well from 1985
1: okay, anyway. Okay. I was I'm so to confused. 1885. That's one thing that is very confusing in this is who goes where when. So it's initially they go to the past, and then they go to the present, and then they go to the future. And then they go to a different present, and then they go to the past again, and then they go to the very past, and then they go back to the present. It's real weird. And,
0: technically, it's all in the past to us. <laughs> Dang it, Jay. <laughs> Even Back to the Future Part 2, at one time, they it was the oh, future. No. Oh, no. But now no. it's not. <laughs> it's
1: all the past. Oh, man.
0: So they really need to change the title of the movies now. It's not. It's no longer called Back to the Future. It's back to the past, and then to the past again, and then they go back to the past, but then they go further in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but then that leads into Part 3, which I love. So even though Part 2 does just kind of end, I do like the way that it ends, because the... Doc has just disappeared. Marty's still standing there. He has no idea what's going on. And then this guy just shows up, and you're, like, oh man, what's about to happen? Something's about to go down. I thought he was a time cop. Uh, that's that what was my, I thought too. My the first initial time I saw reaction
1: it. was the the people from the Flash. Yeah. How they have to monitor the Speed Force, and when you abuse it, you you get wrecked by the by the magic cops or whatever. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was a time cop. Right. And then he was like, Nope, I'm just here from
0: Western Union to deliver this message are you Marty McFly? And then he gets a letter and it's from doc from 1885. And he's been living peacefully the past few months in 18 in the old West of 1885. And he's under no circumstances. Do I want you to come back and find me? Which means of course he's going to go back and find him. I mean, come on. Of course he is. Which one of the things that kind of inspired it, though, was the in the they find out in part three. So I guess see, this is exactly why I did parts two and three together is because it really does just kind of go directly into part three. And uh, so part three, they get in and you find out that Doc is actually dead, not too long after he wrote that letter, and got shot. So By they've got to... Mad Dog
1: tannin. Mad
0: Dog Tan for for a matter of eighty dollars. Eighty dollars, that's right. (laughs) Who's who's not Biff, but he's Biff. I mean He's Biff. Yeah. Which he is talked about in part two. Did you notice that? I don't know if I did or not. The museum to Biff right outside of his casino. I don't know that I caught that. It it talks about his one of his ancestors and it talks about mad dog tannin. but but yeah. So part three, Old West. I
1: thought, so So it starts off, Doc, in 1955, dresses Marty, and yes. Marty walks out. He's like, are you sure this is what they wore? <laughs> he looks like a rodeo clown. He does. He's got fringe on fringe. He he looks like, I don't know, he looks like something that you would dress a Red Dead character up as, just as a meme. Yeah. But anyway, he's wearing this bright pink shirt, and I mean, pants are pants, they're whatever. Got white boots on. No, no, no. The <laughs> boots were bright red. Oh, that's but right. But he never changed right. into them because they were uncomfortable. So he was running around eighteen eighty-five in his Nikes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it starts off. He he's dressed like a goober, and then uh, Mad Dog tannin tries to kill him, and then Doc comes out of nowhere with this funky looking sniper rifle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I um, just first of all, if you are gonna claim to be so good at range don't get that close right because he's already too close but at the same time it's the old west things are unreliable but i just thought his his scope looked so goofy (laughs) obviously it did not belong
0: no not at all yeah talk about standing out in the old west you got something like that people are gonna be like, what in the world
1: (laughs) but also this is a thought that just hit me right now so doc hides the delorean in an abandoned uh mine shaft and that's where they—that's where 1955 Doc and Marty find it and use it to send Marty back to 1885. But <clears throat> in 1885, would there not have been a DeLorean there that was undamaged that they could just drive back to the future
0: in 19? 19... No,
1: in the in the past when Doc uh-huh. hid it in the mine shaft. Yeah. Would it not be in there with an undamaged fuel line?
0: It would have been in there without an undamaged fuel line, but it's the Native Americans that attacked him that caused the fuel line to leak.
1: Right, but they they caused the fuel line to leak when Marty comes back. So I'm talking about the one that Doc, like in 1885, Doc has hidden it. I'm talking about the one that Doc hid initially. Uh, Why couldn't they just use that to repair... The one that Marty came back in. There are two DeLoreans there. Oh, you're right. You're right, yeah. I didn't think about that. That really bothers me now. That literally just hit me. I was like, in this segment of 1885, there are two DeLoreans.
0: Right. Huh. That's a huge plot hole that I have never realized before. Dang it! There were actually... There should have been two DeLoreans there, because if he took that DeLore... Yeah, because he coming back in time, that DeLorean would have still have been. Wow, dang it, John! You've just <laughs> ruined leave. that movie for you. <laughs> there should have been two the whole time. Only, so all they had to have up done until was just put the tires onto the other one. Only a man. That movie would have been so much shorter. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh, huh. But it would have been so much less good. But also, I have so if you can ignore that huge plot hole, <laughs>
1: right? But I have I have other things. So so Doc is is dead, and we find that out very early, right after he gets the letter. They go to unearth the the DeLorean. There's a cemetery, and there's Emmett L. Brown died it was September eighth or something. Yeah, and but it says that he was buried by his beloved Clara. And that really bothered me. Because in my mind, Doc and Clara never meet if Marty doesn't go back in time. Right. Because Marty says, oh, this is, you know, Clara Gorge or whatever her last name was. I don't know. Because, yeah, they say there was a teacher who drove off into there. And we always talked about if there were teachers we hated, we wish they'd be in the gorge. Which, first of all, that's a terrible thing to say.
0: That's very dark.
1: Just just wish that they would find a new profession or something. That's what I thought about the teachers that I hated. I was, why are you a teacher? Why can't you go do literally anything else and be happier? Right. Um, But they were only, Doc and Marty were only in the area for Doc to save Clara because Marty was there. Right. So if Marty is not there, Doc never meets Clara. Clara, and like they, Clara dies. She becomes the local legend, and, I mean, who would have buried Doc? No one. Yep. So that's another massive plot hole to me. That,
0: yeah, well, that one's one that's always kind of been yeah. there, but I've just always just, that one's one I could always ignore and be like, oh, well, you know, you gotta move the story along, Yeah. but, but the, the this last Delorians, one you just dropped on me, that's a major one. <laughs> I never thought of that before. That's just,
1: it's, <laughs> I'm coming up with more questions now, which I guess is good. In a sense, because it's a movie that has me thinking. Well, so he meets Clara. He falls in love with with Clara, which is also incredibly um, out of character. But I mean, that's um, that's how Zemeckis wrote it. So
0: it's how he wanted it. But so they they do end up using the train. They push the DeLorean to eighty eight miles per hour, and Marty gets blasted back to the future, which was actually now the past. And uh, and so the when they get back. To, but Doc doesn't get to go with him he he had to he didn't have to but he, sacri- he sacrificed going back to the future to save his beloved and uh, so Marty goes back but then you think that's the end DeLorean gets destroyed by, the, by a train an oncoming train hits it, explodes it and you think alright that's the end and then Doc shows up with Another time machine made from a train and it's massive. And then you got the creepy kids on it. Jules and Vern. Yep. I feel so
1: bad for those kids. I've only ever known personally, I've only ever known one Vern in my life. And he was my parents uh CPA. I say was because he retired because he's old. Or there's a uh, Vern Lundquist who is a sports commentator that I hate because his voice is annoying. Which is a really bad trait to have if your whole job is using your voice.
0: Yeah, that is. It's very unfortunate. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. Also, the question was, how did? So at the end of the movie, Marty and Jennifer are in his souped-up little uh, Toyota. And he's at the at the red light, and Needles is like, what's the matter, are you chicken? And I was like, who does, Needles didn't exist in 1985 before, did he?
0: No, he didn't. He was exclusively
1: a 2015 character that Marty he never was. saw. Only Jennifer did. So is that just yes. a, a character from, that had never been in frame and he already
0: knew? Or, I had a problem with that, I was like, we don't know that Marty knows him we've never seen them before, but at the same time, we didn't spend much time in 1985 That's fair.
1: in the first one. That's fair. So I just, I don't know. I I do really want to like the movie and I like three much more than I like two, but I still think one is the best. Obviously if you're going to watch one of the back to the future movies, you're going to watch the first one.
0: No, yeah. no one just watches the third movie of a trilogy. <laughs> no who
1: would who would do that
0: i guess if you're if the third one was your favorite but at the same time this was one that you really have to have the other ones to have the context of what's going on definitely um but yeah the first one is without a doubt the best one and really i think for most people they almost consider that as the only one Which I I feel like is is a disservice to the third one. Yeah, I mean, I think you need to go ahead and see all of them. But with those huge plot holes, changes things up. But just some fun facts real quick about the movie. The third, well, the second one in particular, Elijah Wood makes an appearance as a young child. He's playing the video game in the 80s arcade, or 80s-themed diner. But the third one, going to the Old West, was actually an idea that Michael J. Fox had had because he had said that he always wanted to be in a Western now they talk about Clint Eastwood a lot in the third movie, and there's actually a Clint Eastwood joke at the drive-in theater, because he walks out and he's I feel like Clint Eastwood, and Doc's who, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's right, you haven't you haven't heard of him yet. But there is a there are two posters that he points out. He points at the posters when he goes, oh yeah, that's right, you haven't heard of him yet. And there's two posters, and they're very poor movies that were made that had Clint Eastwood in it and they were actually two of his first films
1: so it would have been era appropriate for the time right huh I mean obviously I didn't catch that but
0: I I mean they were you know B movies right you know they weren't very good but he was in them it was his first appearances so it was just kind of a nod at like oh yeah that's right you haven't heard of him but you will soon ZZ Top is playing is the band that's playing at the town at the carnival uh, celebration.
1: Yeah. I kept looking for them because in the in the so what what Back to the Future did that I didn't know. They did the the James Bond thing of the credits at the beginning. Like more credits than most movies have at the beginning at least. Yeah. So when it said original song written and performed by ZZ Top or whatever it said, I was like, "Okay, you have my attention. Where are they going to be?" when are they going to be so i i was looking for them and then there was obviously only one part where they could have been so in in 1885 at the town carnival zz top is the band yeah and that was very entertaining very fitting yeah
0: but yeah and and then just the original movie with i mean it was filmed together and it was supposed to be one movie originally but but anyway so that is uh Parts 2 and 3 of Back to the Future, Um, pretty good movies. I, I don't know. I really enjoy them. You know, like we said, they really are things that you have to watch. Like, you have to watch them all together. Or at the very least, you kind of need to watch 2 and 3 together. Yeah. Or at least... At least know, close together. Close so
1: together. So I watched them Wednesday. I watched 2 Wednesday night and 3 Thursday night. And I'll be honest with you. When two ended, I really wanted to. I really wanted to keep watching. Yeah, but I was like, no. I shouldn't I have other stuff that I need to do. But two th- flows very well into three. That is the that mm-hmm. is the best thing that two does is end. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Because one one other thing just to say about two, I imagine for the time, it looked really good, but the prosthetics. Have not aged well. No. So in that sense. It still looks very 80s. And yeah. that's not to say it looks bad. It's to say it compared to 2020 movies. It does not look good. Which is not a fair comparison. So if you haven't seen these movies. And you already listened to all of these spoilers anyway. That's just something to keep in the back of your mind. When you go in to watch these movies. Because that shook me a little bit. Because I, I mean I watched modern stuff, so...
0: Yeah, some movies age well, and some movies don't. But... That was Back to the Future. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you watched it.
1: Are we gonna... How are we gonna do scale for this? Are we gonna try to rate 2 and 3 on a scale, or do we just wanna rate the whole trilogy on a scale?
0: We should probably just do the whole trilogy as a scale, I
1: guess. Okay. So, what is a a notoriously bad trilogy? Because I think... I mean, the best trilogy, pure trilogy, in my mind, is... Star Wars original original trilogy. I
0: can I can agree with that.
1: So then, would it be prequels or sequels? Those are the worst trilogies <laughs> I can think of.
0: Uh, are the other Star Wars trilogies? We could do okay. So as far as trilogy goes, I would put Star Wars first,
1: or like or like Se- the Mummy. That would be a really bad trilogy.
0: Oh gosh, is that even really a
1: trilogy? I I personally would think so because the mummy and the mummy returns and whatever the third movie was called i don't know were like a single entity so but when tomb of the tomb of the dragon emperor the one with jet lee was so much later it almost felt like a reboot and not necessarily a fourth movie huh in my opinion
0: okay well let's see so star wars would definitely be at the top there i might put indiana jones right below that that's that's a good one and then I would probably put the I think I put Back to the Future after Indiana Jones followed by the newer Star Wars trilogy and then the prequels
1: I think I would agree with that except for me swap the swap swap the Star Wars trilogies at the end
0: I think the sequels are worse
1: than the prequels
0: yeah so I I agree agree with that I can't think of any more trilogies I mean, I guess Hunger Games, Hunger Games, Blade, (laughs) Blade. (laughs) but I'm,
1: I'm very bad at judging those because I actually don't like the first movie and I really enjoy two and three. They're not good, but I really enjoy
0: them. Or the Underworld series. That was a trilogy, wasn't
1: it? Ish.
0: From what I understand. You had one and two and then Rise of the Lycans. Yeah,
1: you had, you had one and two and then it just kind of jumped around a little bit. Yeah, so
0: I don't know. I would, yeah, I put it, I put it up there. I mean, it's definitely mainly because of the first one, because the first one is it so definitely good. carries it, definitely um, carries it. So, but as far as like rating, as far as inside the trilogy, I would say for me, it's one, three, two. I agree, almost in the same way. Indiana Jones
1: one, three, two, because one and three are really close, and two is a distant third. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, that's- I like that. That's a very non-confrontational end there. That's
0: it's weird. <laughs> it it's a weird feeling. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, and <laughs> I guess that was yeah. it because I mean we we didn't have anything else to argue with. that.
1: So I mean it's it's the end of the episode as usual. I mean we would love to to have you reach out to us. We talked earlier about the things we've been um, streaming playing occupying our time with. Let us know what what you've been doing. Hopefully it starts with, you know, listening to our episodes as they come out every 2 weeks. But if not, let us know. Jay, do you have do you have anything to say to the viewers before we get to the end spiel?
0: Yeah, before we get to the end, we really want to hear from you because we have a bonus episode this month. We have 3 episodes in in June. And so we'd like to hear from you to see what we should do for our bonus episode. I have a few ideas, but I'd really like to hear from you if you have something specific that you think would be a lot of fun for us, fun for the for the listeners that, that might be interested in it as well. You know, it can be something new. You know, John and I, a few months ago, we did an anime, which is completely out of our Comfort zone. I won't say comfort. I'll, I'll say it. You will say comfort zone. I'll say comfort zone. Comfort okay. zone. <laughs> Completely out of our our comfort zone, and but we went ahead and did it because somebody was interested in it, and but it's definitely you know it kind of opened our eyes and exposed us to new new material. Uh, so if you have an idea, uh, please uh, mail you know email us, uh, send us a message on Facebook. John will give you how to contact us here in just a second, but we wanna we wanna hear from you.
1: Yeah, and you can you can reach out to us. I mean, if you're a long term listener, you know the places. But I'm going to tell you, just in case you're a new listener, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page. It is uh, Facebook.com/slash they didn't ask us. No spaces, no punctuation. Throw a like our way. You know, share our share our stuff with your friends and your digital friends on Facebook. There, we'd sure appreciate it. You can message us on there, I imagine, or if you would want to go with a different route, you can send us an email. Our email is they didn't ask us at gmail.com. And then if you want to leave uh, a voice message and audio message for a chance to be featured on a future episode, you can reach out to us on our anchor page. It is anchor.fm slash they didn't ask us.
0: That is all. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I am the nerd underscore and then John, you also have your Twitter, or I, no, Twitter and yeah, Twitch.
1: They're they're the same. I try to keep it consistent across my various media. So my Twitter, my Twitch, my PSN are all J Mueller eight three three two. So you 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 know that handle. You can find me, it. It's me pretty much anywhere where that handle exists. So look forward to uh hearing from y'all soon. Hope y'all have a have a good one.
0: Thank you for joining us, and join us in two weeks for a bonus third episode of the month. But until then, nerd out. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of They Didn't Ask Us
1: you have any comments questions or concerns you can reach out to us at they didn't ask
0: us at gmail.com you can also reach us on our social media our newly created facebook account facebook.com slash they didn't ask us while you're there uh, feel free to like our posts follow our page and share our content with your friends we'd love to have you check back with us in two weeks to hear more ramblings and opinions from your new favorite podcast